Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. Welcome to Text Talk. We're so excited about our last week of Season 1, our last series of conversations on Acts Chapter 28. want to let you know that next week, Season 2 begins, Text Talk, the sequel. We're going to be looking at the book of Psalms. <laughs> hey, no need to wait. That. No mid-season break. We're not, no. we're not going to make you wait for weeks and weeks as we take a vacation from podcasting. Next Monday, August 31st, Season 2 starts. So go ahead and subscribe. Share Text Talk with your friends. Send us an email about what you're reading in the Word. Text Talk at ChristiansMeetHere.org. Text Talk at ChristiansMeetHere.org. Let's get into the Word of God, Edwin. What is our text for today? We're still in Acts 28. As you said just a moment ago, we're going to read the next paragraph. Acts chapter 28, verse 11 through verse 16. This is the English Standard Version. After three months, we set sail in a ship that had wintered in the island, a ship of Alexandria, with the twin gods as a figurehead. Putting in at Syracuse, we stayed there for three days, and from there we made a circuit and arrived at Regium. And after one day, a south wind sprang up, and on the second day, we came to Patiali. There we found brothers and were invited to stay with them for seven days. And so we came to Rome. And the brothers there, when they heard about us, came as far as the Forum of Appius, and three taverns to meet us. On seeing them, Paul thanked God and took courage. And when we came into Rome, Paul was allowed to stay by himself with the soldier who guarded him. Well, luckily I brought a map so I can show this for all of our listeners, <laughs> tracing along the journey of the Apostle Paul. And uh, and we're going to talk about all of the geographical features of all of these places. <laughs> we may not be able to do that today, uh, but congratulations. I think you did a great job reading all of those names. And for someone that wants to uh, follow along, you might look at the back of your Bible. There's probably a map there and and trace the, the journey that the Apostle Paul took. Now, we're not going to spend a, a whole lot of time, but I will just say this, that when the historian Luke uh, drops all of these names, all of these stories on the road, uh, it's such a help um, to historians, to archaeologists, to others to confirm the legitimacy and the accuracy of this writing. You know, for people that uh, would want to look at um, this document, the book of Acts, or perhaps other documents and say, well, you know, th- these things are dreamed up and they just made up names of places that sound good or sound like that's probably right. No, this is actual historical events. When you're reading the Bible, these are real people, real places. These things really happened. And these kinds of details just underscore the truth of the whole document. So that's all I wanted to say about that. We're not going to talk about the town so much as the people that the Apostle Paul met in these towns, in these travels. Well, every step of the way, he keeps running into brethren. Think about where Paul is on this. Paul has not ever traveled to Rome. Right. He has wanted to come to Rome. It's been a desire, hasn't it? Now, there... But but the word had made it to Rome, hadn't it? The word had made it to Rome because he had even written Rome. So Mm -hmm. he knew there was a church there. And no doubt there were people there that he had met on his travels. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know that there were some Romans 
Aquila and Priscilla. Yeah, that's right. Remember, they were from Rome, but they had been kicked out of Rome when Claudius sent the Jews away. Met and Paul they, has met them. So who knows? They may be back in Rome by right. this time. There, there's some other folks that surely had traveled to Rome. So there may be some people there that know him personally, but mm-hmm. the great majority are folks he doesn't know personally. Mm-hmm. And you've got to, again, putting myself in Paul's shoes, I, I've got to think he's he's got to be wondering, how are the brethren going to receive me? I'm, I'm not... I'm not coming in a triumphal entrance. This is not like Jesus coming to Jerusalem, except it ends up being a little bit like that. But I'm not coming being being worshipped and being praised and yeah, being honored. I'm coming famous. as a prisoner, coming as a prisoner. And that's a very shameful thing. Yeah, not the first impression that you want to make. And, what? and you have to wonder, how will I be received? Will the brethren scorn me? Will they you know, want to avoid me, You know, kind of look the other way? Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Will they wonder if the Apostle Paul or is... Or what he's thinking, I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Will they wonder if, if he's not what he has presented himself to be, like a righteous man and a holy man? How is it that this righteous, holy teacher... Is coming to us in chains with Roman soldiers. You know, what happened to him? What did this guy do? And so the folks actually come out to him. They come out to meet him. They come out away from Rome having heard that he's coming, which yeah. which that alone kind of blows my mind. I, I, In my mind, I'm trying to figure out how did they know? So yeah. somehow messages have been sent ahead. Paul is on his way, and here's how he's coming. So I wonder, but, if, I wonder if Luke may have had a hand in that. And maybe just to... Um, Maybe just to kind of circle back then to the geography point we made. So we are talking about a couple of towns here that are sitting 30-plus miles south of Rome, 45 miles-plus south of Rome. Um, You know, whether brethren lived in some of these communities and they come onto the road or some have actually been traveling to meet him along the way, uh, there has been a determination on the part of saints we want to go see the Apostle Paul. We want to encourage him on this path. So the way I read it in verse 14, uh, there we found brothers, that's Patili. And so those brothers are in that city, okay. which is way, way south. Yeah, yeah. Way that's south, like, like 150 miles south of Rome at, right? or something like that. There we found brothers and were invited to stay with them for seven days. And so we came to Rome or so we progressed to Rome. Um And so Rome is the last place mentioned at the end of verse 14. So in verse 15, and the brothers there, when they heard about us, came as far as the forum of Appius and three taverns to meet us. The picture I'm getting is this really is Roman brethren coming out Mm -hmm. to these villages Mm -hmm. to greet Paul. And so what I'm wanting to, or what becomes clear to me, I'll just say, is that this is a a multiple day journey. I mean, they packed up and they left town at the word that he's coming. Yes. And uh, I was re- reading in uh, Gareth Reese's commentary, he references Josephus. I didn't go look up the Josephus comment, but he said this idea of coming out from a town to greet an honored guest was actually a common thing. Mm. And so this is the so Christian sign of honor. Yeah. So the Christians are are showing honor to Paul. They are receiving him rather than scorning him, rather than being ashamed of him. They are receiving him with honor. And they do this thing that was commonly known of going out and and greeting them. And this is a – think about this. I mean, 33 miles, 45 miles, even in a car for us, Mm -hmm. that's – that's like an hour 
Yeah. You know, 45 minutes to an hour drive. For these folks, we're talking a day or two of walking and riding on a mule. And they've come out to greet Paul and travel with him back to Rome to be his entourage. As he goes back, here's Paul the prisoner with his entourage. Yeah. No, it's so neat. I, I was thinking how wonderful it feels after you've been gone for a week or two to come land at the airport and, uh, you know, someone's there to greet you. Sure. And, and, you know, maybe it's just even your wife and your kids, but sometimes you go further and there'll be some, maybe some more people, some friends they want to greet you and see you in a while. And boy, you just feel so good. But that's been a 20 minute drive to the airport. That's right. not been a two day, two day pack up and travel south. Right. Um, so, I mean, th- this is incredible. And, and you see, see love here communicated, brotherly love and affection. What do you think that meant to the Apostle Paul? Well, this is the thing that really stood out to me as I was reading that I had not ever really noticed before. It says that Paul thanked God Mm -hmm. and took courage. Mm. He was encouraged by the brethren doing this. And my first thought was Paul took courage. I, I didn't know Paul needed more courage. I didn't know Paul would be disappointed or discouraged or struggling. I mean, he's he's like the rock. Mm. He's he's the man. Mm-hmm. He has stayed true through all of this and he's always giving encouragement to others even in the middle of the shipwreck. He's encouraging right. the people on he the was ship. The voice, yeah. And now here he is, the one that is taking courage. Yeah. These brethren gave courage to Paul. Yeah. And what a powerful image that is of the relationship of the brethren and how we help one another. Absolutely. That the minister needs to be ministered to. Mm. And when you read the apostles' letters, uh, some of them, you, you begin to realize that he would ask for encouragement. He would ask for prayers. He would ask to be remembered. Um, one of the passages that comes to my mind is in the book of Colossians. Here's one of these uh, letters that is penned from a prison. In uh, Colossians chapter 4 and verse 3, or all verse 2, he says, Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us, that God would open to us a door for the word, to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in chains, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Here's the Apostle Paul, and he says, It's because of Christ that I am in chains, but don't forget about me. Remember me in prayer. And particular requests for prayer, for doors open, for opportunity, uh, for wisdom and choosing the right words to make things known as I as I ought to know. And 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 I see in that a desire to be encouraged, to be lifted up in prayer. And when you mentioned that, Andrew, it made me think of Ephesians, which of course yeah. it's not shocking that Ephesians has a similar yeah. passage to the one in Colossians. Right. These these two epistles are clearly written on the same model, the same paradigm, but I'm finding it in Ephesians chapter 6. After he's talked about the armor of God, after he's giving all this encouragement to these Christians about how they need to fight the battle, here's he he's in fact he's encouraging them in Ephesians 6:18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, verse 19. And also for me, Mm. that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak here again. And the uh, interesting connection here is that these both of these letters are written 
from the Roman imprisonment. Mm-hmm. So now that he's – and as he's gotten to Rome, he's still in this place of I need courage. I need yeah. encouragement. Please yeah. pray for me because I need the courage and I need the boldness. Here's the thing that I want to grasp from this back in Acts 28 and encourage you and me, Andrew, is that there are a lot of times we look at brethren who we think probably don't need encouragement. They're strong. They're, um, you know, they're low maintenance. They're, they're the low maintenance brethren. Yeah. And, and we kind of, you know, hey, they'll, they'll make it. Everything's going to be okay for them. But here's Paul. We would consider a low maintenance brother. <laughs> what does he need? He needs yeah, courage. He, he needs, needs encouragement. Courage. And and who gave it to him? Yeah. The brethren did. Yeah. Yeah. So here these guys take this trip and they actually encourage Paul and help him. And and I know I've got to think in terms of how can I be encouraging you and well, others. You think about the prayer, you think about um the the hospitality, how these folks went way out of their way to go and meet him and let them know they're with him. Um, uh, you know, hospitality association, seeing those faces, the solidarity of having people to come and now walk with him. So if I wanted to encourage people and I want to get better in that, I'm not very good at that. I'm, I'm, I'm like this task oriented fella. I'm not a very relational fella. In fact, this morning I was talking to Marie about that. So help me out. I want to be more encouraging. Mm. Uh, I want to be more relational and encouraging to brethren. What do I do? Well, I do love here from Acts 28, as, as we were talking about just a moment ago, the concept of proximity. That here is Paul in a, a time of need. And the Lord has never forsaken him, but it's still a long walk in chains. And for the people to come and to, to walk with him, to um, you know lift him up in that way. I think that would be encouraging the the closeness, the time together. That means a lot. Walk with walk so walk with me in yeah. my stuff. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's yeah. great encouraging. Okay. The prayer, the prayer list is very encouraging. I tell you maybe another one uh from Colossians also is just the the sharing of news, the sharing of information about what's going on in each other's lives. Uh in Colossians 4 and verse 7, he talks about sending some messengers to the church at Colossae to let them know how he's doing, what's going on with him, but also to bring word back to him about how they fared. And there is something about the um, transparency of what's going on in our life, even when we're apart from one another, that can be very encouraging. If nothing else, to remove the doubts. Sometimes we, you know, in our concern and our love for our brethren, it's the not hearing any word for a while, and our mind begins to make up stories. Mm. Uh, you know, they got some problem with me personally, something terrible has befallen them, I just haven't heard for a while. And, and just to let them know where you are and what's going on can be such a peace, such an encouragement. Yeah. Well, once again, we've gotten to the really good part, but our time is up. So let's. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, to, then. Yeah. We'd love to hear what's going on from you. Why don't you send us a little messenger in the form of an email, text talk at christiansmeethere.org, well, what you're reading about. And I'd like to ask folks who are listening on this to let us know what kind of things encourage you. What have you found encouraging? Yeah. That, that'll yeah. help me out a lot. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. And Emma, why don't you lead us in a prayer about encouragement? Holy God, you are the courage giver. You are, of course, courageous, and yet, uh, well, I guess I just have to admit, when you're God of the universe, um, it's easy to be courageous. Sometimes it's hard for us, and so we need you. We we need you because you're God of the universe, and you have all power, and you have all strength and all might. We need you to fill us with the courage that we need to continue boldly preaching your gospel, 
We need you to fill us with the strength and the determination to encourage one another. And I know I'm going to ask for me personally, and I'm sure there are others that, that feel the same way, that, that have not been very relational and aren't always very good at encouraging. So help us to have our eyes open to the needs of our brethren and not just simply wait around for them to ask or, or not just simply say, hey, call me if you need me, but to be there to encourage, to travel out to the Appian Way or to the three ends and, and to be there and walk with folks in their chains and their stuff and to encourage one another. Help us to take courage from one another and to bring glory and honor to you. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Well.